Ladies and gentlemen, BTB has hit another milestone in our career. Today is our two year anniversary of the show. I totally forgot until I like it hit me like Friday. I was like, yo, wait, what the fuck? Yo, we're two years deep. So, um, you know, of course, I'd like to thank the BTB Army, the Dust Brothers, Lakey Lake, and of course, Illegal Cartel for making this happen. Without you guys, I am nothing. Yo, it's crazy how fast two years flew by. And uh, as I've said this before, when it's all done with jewelry and any other side hustle that I got, cannabis, whatever, I'm sure podcasting will be around for many more years until I can't do it anymore. Okay. So guys, I love you all so much. I'm very grateful for all of you and the position we hold currently in the podcast world and just being able to pivot into something like this and be able to pay some bills and take care of a few folks off of just me spitting some free game. Okay. That shit is a godsend. So yo, here's to another two years, but really here's to another 10 plus. Yo, let's get this motherfucking show started. Welcome to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Some of you guys know me as the Forrest Gump of hip hop, but let's be honest. Everyone knows me as the Korean John Cusack. Yo, guys, right into the shit, okay? I may not have 11 million people in the BTB army. Okay? And nor do I make a hundred million dollars off this show. Okay. But what I do know is that before the measles vaccine, 500 people a year died from the measles. Okay. Look, I'm not here to tell you that you should get the vaccine. Okay. Even though it's the smart thing to do. I'm just here to tell you that for someone with a platform that massive and to say that vaccines don't work when they've actually proven to work, if you do the real research, right? And to tell your followers that many fucking millions of people that the reason why doctors won't go on the record to say vaccines don't work is because they're afraid of getting canceled. You stupid, dumb, fucking idiot, shit sucker, cunt, dick nose, fuck face, cock gobbler. That shit is painful to think. I just had to, come on, Joe. Come on, dog. Bro, come on, dog. And sorry for the background noise, guys. Look, man, I am currently outside my RV looking at the fucking ocean. Right, I hear airplanes flying over and shit, right? It's early in the morning. Look, COVID seems like it's plateaued a little bit in LA, right? Delta, Lambda, what the fuck it is, right? I'm still being careful, okay? I really just hope that shit can just really neutralize again so we can just kind of like manage through this, right? You know, people are getting vaccinated again, just trying to get scared. Motherfuckers are regretting here and there. But I'm still really interested to see how Chicago does, right? I know so many people came from out of town for Lollapalooza and for the National, but 
you know, I just, I want to see what the numbers are because it just, I mean, I know people are vaccinated and whatever, but it's like just fucking crazy, man. I just don't want any more shutdowns. I don't want any more bullshit. I don't mind wearing the masks and all that stuff and everything, right? I just want to go to my Seahawks games, you know? I want to be able to do regular shit from time to time. I want to be able to go and fucking get a boba and just, I don't know, man. Look, I do miss them open freeways like early in the pandemic when motherfuckers were just staying at home. But again, yo, be smart, people. Okay, I am fully vaccinated. They said there's a third Pfizer shot. There's a third Moderna shot that is going to protect against COVID and Lambda, whatever. Look, at, I told you guys, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get that motherfucker like it's some fucking new shoes. Okay, so real quick, a few things I'd like to discuss off top. Everyone has a podcast now. Okay, everyone been had a podcast. I told you when we started, there were 700 something thousand podcasts on the iOS setup. Okay. Um, on the iOS system, sorry. There are over 2 million podcasts now, okay? The famous YouTuber, that chick that I know, Tana Manjao, whatever, Tana Manjo, whatever the fuck, Academics has a podcast now. And you know what? I was like, look, man, let me listen to what fuck Academics is talking about, right? His first episode actually had my friend. Or maybe I should say acquaintance. It's funny because he said something like, People are scared to be around me because he says crazy shit and whack is a grown-ass adult. A lot of people hate him, whatever. He doesn't give a fuck. He's actually quite a smart dude. Um, he's affiliated with some of my very dear friends and I have a lot of friends who don't like him. Anyways, I can say he's my acquaintance at the very least, but he's a friend, okay? Whack 100 um, is, uh, was on Academics Podcast, first episode with 6ix9ine. And, you know, it took like, by the way, my drive to my cookies event took two and a half hours from Hollywood Hills, right? Two and a half fucking hours. So I was like, fuck it. I got nothing else to do. Listen to the show. Look, it was repetitive as a motherfucker. But the funny thing was nothing that Wax said was out of pocket, right? He's actually said some real, you know, sensible shit, whatever. And I got a better understanding of how 6ix9ine in academics mind works. Funny thing is out of two and a half hours, academics maybe spoke for 15 minutes, which is like, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm really interested. I don't, know, I don't know how the fuck. I mean, of course, he's a popular dude. See how his podcast works. But look at man. I will say this. The times he did speak, academics just proved that he's a bitch. Okay. He kept confirming that he would sue, that he would call the cops. He ain't no tough, whatever. But he's just talking crazy shit to me. Like, bro, I will slap the fuck out you. Anyways, I don't know about you guys, but that was just never a trait from my era or the era before mine or the era right directly after mine okay that's just soft we never call the police bro but anyways look i'm interested to see how long he can keep it up okay because nobody has the stamina right ti had a big podcast and i haven't heard an episode from him in months it shit it might be half a year or something maybe longer than that okay shit is not easy podcasting is not easy take it for michael rapport is probably the best mentor when it comes to podcasting okay it is even harder work for the Dust Brothers. You hear that back that shit in the background? He's got to fucking take all that shit out because I got people fucking random ass kids yelling around here and there. But look, my boy text messages me on Thursday night and he tells me that, yo, your boy Wack 100 got 6ix9ine to join him on Clubhouse. They just on there talking shit, you know, talking about the podcast, whoop de whoop whatever. Academics is on there. Your boy G Malone. A couple other people I know. So it was like, look, okay, I haven't been on Clubhouse in many months like a long time, okay? 
So I go on there, you know, I log in, right? I was active on Clubhouse for a little bit. I was ready to go, like, what's up? Like, I, I never got a chance to go crazy, crazy, like on a big platform. And I'd have just stole the show from motherfuckers. But, you know, whatever. I get on, I start listening to these dudes talk a little bit. And after hearing them talk, I'm starting to sense that Wack has a motive, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. When I say a motive, you know, he's a businessman, okay? So I wouldn't be surprised if Wack makes an announcement later on saying that he's now managing 6 9 okay? So, look, mark my words. He is a businessman before anything else. He's about his paper. So it's just crazy. So, look, I'm in there chilling in the clubhouse room, right? And I see 21 Chavez jumps, joins the room. You can see when people join the room, there, boom. And I'm like, okay. I had no idea there was actually any beef between 21 Savage and um, 6 9 Okay, I don't follow the new shit. I don't know any songs by fucking. I just know the song. What is it? The fucking uh, Iki Fiki, whatever. I don't have a fucking song with uh, Nicki Minaj. I don't know shit about Six Nine. Don't give a fuck. I really don't. Don't care. Twenty One Savage. I think I know like three, four songs, whatever. But I don't follow these dudes' lives. I don't really. I just don't care. I'm old, right? I troll motherfuckers, but I just don't care. So there's a little chit chat going on back and forth, and Twenty One comes in there trying to press him. He's like, "Yo, man, I appreciate this, this, and this, whatever." Boom. And it starts to get a little heavy, you know, and like 21 Savage has a reputation of being a tough guy, right? Atlanta gangster, you know, not to be played with, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I never met dude in my entire life. I met him, made him a ring, you know, when he was dating Amber Rose, whatever. But, you know, when the whole shit came out that he was from the UK and he was getting deported and all that stuff and everything, it was a big joke, right? People were tripping like, what the fuck? But it doesn't even matter, okay? I don't have a lot of thoughts about dude or his music, Right? Don't think he's a great rapper or nothing. Whatever, it doesn't matter. He's very successful. He's popular. I don't know. But again, he runs with a real specific group of dudes who are all part of that. We are mightier than thou. Like they just got all the drip. They got everything. What they do is the coolest shit and everything in the world. He just posted a picture last week of an SF90. And everyone's like, yo, dog, you got the SF90. Like, bro, I had the car eight months ago. Okay. Like, I'm just, you don't see what I'm saying? Like, and like, it's just funny. Okay. So anyways, things start getting heated in the chat room. Okay. And Wack just decides out of nowhere, he decides he's going to put 21 Savage in check. Okay. 6 9 is heavily cheerleading, screaming at, yeah, Wack, yeah, dog. I'm sure a lot of people have heard. If you haven't, it's everywhere all over the internet. And like he, I can't even tell you how bad 6 9 was trolling and just, it was just crazy. You couldn't hear anybody talk. They're talking over each other. They're arguing, boom, whatever. And then 21 was like, you know what, dog? It ain't nothing. Not even trip, right? After all this shit, whack talking about, bitch, I will beat your ass. You little bitty bitch, I will beat the fuck out you. Now, look, if this was to happen that night and they happened to both be in the same city, I would put my entire life savings on whack. Is that a wrong thing to say or anything else? I just know whack. Even if I don't know 20 oh, it's no smart, blah, blah, you don't know. No, you motherfuckers don't know. Because y'all don't know what this real gang culture is. You know, guys, some guys, gangs are stupid, gangs are this, blah, blah, whatever. That's great. Shit started here. From LA, you really know. You know what I'm saying? You see all these bloods and all these areas, and 6ix9ine is part of 9 trade, this, that, blah. That shit started in LA, bro. Okay? Originally started in Chicago, yeah, but I'm talking about where it became, like, it flourished. Okay? So 21's like, y'all know, it ain't nothing, man. Say less, say less, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, 21 did the, the classy thing, da-da-da-da, whatever. Man, I'll be honest with you. If something's about to happen, anybody getting some gangster shit, I mean, 21 should have said something at that point because he took the bait. You know, he tries to take the classier route, but he got reeled in, right? 
took the bait, ate that shit, and now there's audio of him getting talked to crazy by WAC 100, okay? Now, the thing is, I don't know 21 Savage history of gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know his gangster activities, which means nothing because he could have done a whole lot. But I know Wack, right? I really know dude's resume, okay? Because dudes from Wack's hood, Pukoima Piru, are dear friends of mine, okay? Wack did time. He sat down, did bids, okay? He's about his business, right? And Wack is down for whatever, whenever, I know a lot of my homies don't like him, you know, YG, some other people here and there. He says some shit that's out of pocket. You know, he's disrespected E40 here and there, whatever. It's like, and we're going to get into something in a second here and there. Now, there's a certain thing you do, whatever, and there's certain things you can do in your control. And there's certain things, like some people can't tell me shit, no matter what they want to do here and there. I have to see it on my own and decide, is this one of the path I want to go down or is it not? Okay. Anyways, it's going to be interesting to see because if 21 Savage comes to L.A. and broadcasts here and there and acts like the baby, you know what I mean? Like nonchalant, I don't give a fuck, you can't stop me here and there, boom. Then I think there's going to be some problems, okay? Like, I'm going to be honest. It's going to be some problems, right? Of course, these dudes walk with big security and all that stuff and everything, right? But I highly doubt there's going to be a celebrity fight between the two guys, okay? But that shit was funny as fuck. People kept sending me this. I was like, motherfucker, did you see my tweet? Like, bro, I heard this shit in real motherfucking time. Okay, and to see it get blown up so heavy and then go viral and just be there is just funny. Again, Forrest Gump and hip hop, every era. Okay, uh, side note: I don't think Six Nine has a lot of time left on this earth, and I don't think he even cares. Right? I think he knows he's not gonna live for a long time. Right? So he claims he's not walking with security. Yada yada yada. That is a bigger fucking lie than vaccines not working. Okay. Um, I feel like he wants to die and be a martyr, but like he's not, nobody really cares about 6 9 as much as they did a year ago. Like, you know, it's kind of fell off music wise here and there. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Now, music, that money dries up quick, you know. Um, try to tell my boy Steve will do it. And I'll be like, yo, dog, I don't know about your boy, you know, it's dangerous shit you guys fucking with, especially with affiliation. Anyways, look, now, real quick, before we cut to a break, like I said, I'm literally outside my RV parked by the beach and there's, I guess the airport must not be far because it's loud as shit outside and I'm outside because my wife and kids are still sleeping, right? It's 5.30 a.m. Um, my kids are still sleeping inside. But I want to tell you, for this special two-year anniversary episode, I decided to go with no commercial ads. I just wanted to kind of, it's another thing too is I don't have a whole lot of time to like for this episode. I kind of want to kind of keep it short because of the situation I'm in where I'm recording. So anyways, look, I want to do a real quick recap of my San Bernardino Cookies event. Um, I need to thank, as always, I'd like to first thank my BBDTS team, my Ben Baller Did The Strain team, Dave, my boy Joel, my boy BG, of course, Skypack Farms. We have been putting out nothing but gas. Top shelf, precious A1 cannabis wheat, right? And it's been selling incredibly well. And we're not even going full hard. We don't even have a fucking sales rep going out there. We do have a sales rep now. But what I'm saying is things have changed. We're just letting motherfuckers get their beak wet, okay? Just let motherfuckers know, yo, this is what it is, okay? So shit is a real deal. I got gas. I got motherfuckers hitting me up. Ain't nobody smoke cat dick and be like, yo, dude, I don't, shut the fuck up with anything else. Smoke the shit. It's incredible. Okay. 
I'd like to thank Cookies Enterprises, Parker, Burner, all the whole team, everyone. Cookies everywhere. All right. If I don't know you, still thank you. If you're part of the Cookies team, okay? I'd like to thank Cookies San Bernardino for treating me like a star, being so courteous and just everything. Their whole staff, amazing people. Now, this was maybe the weirdest meet and greet I've ever had in my entire life. Not just off of weed, cannabis or anything. This was the weirdest meet and greet I've ever had. Because when I announced I was coming to the IE, I had at least 800 plus DMs, maybe 1,000 DMs. This was the most DMs I ever got out of any of my weed drops, okay, for this event alone. It was my largest engagement of all my BBDTS events, okay? So when the day came, I get there, and I have a small line. I didn't have a line around the block like Hayward or San Diego or even Sacramento. So that shit really threw me off. Now, it was in a tiny strip mall. People were getting their cars towed. I feel bad for those people. I almost feel like, you know what? If you got your car towed, hit me up, man. Let me pay for your parking ticket. That's just fucked up, okay? Tiny strip mall. Not only was a tiny strip mall, there was a laundromat and a 7-Eleven that they had to share the parking with. So there was like no parking, right? They had to block off a space for me, okay? People were parking at Target across the street, there, you know, it, mind you, at 4 p.m., it was 103 degrees. And when I left at 6.15, it was 103 degrees outside. Not only was it hotter than fucking dick, for some reason, I decided just to check the air quality. It was weird. Air quality was like 123. I've never seen no shit like that. And I, I never, even when the fires happened, okay, the air quality was terrible, like very bad. So bad that when I left, my lungs were like damaged after the event. I feel like, man, do I got COVID? What the fuck's going on? Like, it, but I knew the air quality is super bad. Okay. But look, no excuses. We still did our thing. We still sold a lot of weed and I didn't feel rushed at all. I got to have a little more time to like, chill with my fans and get to talk to them. Every single fan that showed up, super humble, super chill, hardworking people. I could tell not one motherfucker that showed up was just some privileged person, right? I love the fact that I listened to the podcast. All good people. Thank you for the people that brought me gifts and everything. I'm not about that. It was just a nice vibe. I really do appreciate you guys big time, okay? I'm happy how the event went, how they felt, the energy, um, how pleased that Cookie Santa Bernardino was. And that's what's most important, all right? You know, on the way home, I was like, oh, shit. It took me, what, two and a half hours to get there. It only took me an hour to get home, which is a motherfucker, right? So, you know, my ass had to stop at Raising Cane's because you know I love Raising motherfucking Cane's. But let me say something real quick. Raising Cane's are not all equal, okay? Don't remember what location it was. It might have been Upland or fucking... Uh, Laver it was some weird ass city I was in Sorry I shouldn't say weird Sorry I don't want to disrespect people Look at me fucking correcting myself And trying to be like nice Anyways um, This Raising Cane's was kind of boo boo The Texas toast was lit Coleslaw was good French fries were okay But the chicken was like I don't know man Anyways guys My next Ben Ball did the strain meetup Okay Will be my first official Los Angeles drop. It will be my first LA drop. Legit. Hoping to have K-Town OG by the time for this and launch it there. It will be at Cookies Melrose. One of the most famous dispensaries in the world. Cookies Melrose. It'll be on August 28th. That's going to be a Saturday afternoon. More details will come soon. Okay. I will definitely be pulling up 
with my K-Town Destroyer. I will definitely be pulling up with my gun and security, okay? So don't trip. Don't pull up acting stupid. And guys, don't sleep. Make sure you go there, okay? And yo, look at real quick, man. Miles, drop a Lakey Lake 16. And uh, we'll be right back, guys. No commercial. Just going to try to drink some Bokari Sweat and be right back, y'all. Like I said, that was a quick break, real quick. Um, let me get into this Kanye West Donda album, okay? I've had it for about a month now, okay? There are like four songs max that I don't have. And then some of the mixes are cleaned up here and there, but I had the, I have the song. Like songs ain't just changed completely, okay? The songs are still the same. And let me say this right fucking now. First of all, let me say, I'm not a Kanye dick writer. I never have been, okay? His fans are, Okay? They don't give a fuck. Like, literally, if he farted in the box, cool. That last uh, Jesus King album, whatever that shit was, the, whatever the Wyoming album was, shit was garbage, okay? I don't think it's that bad, but look, first of all, look, if Drake decides to drop Certified Lover Boy on the same day as Ye, whenever he decides to drop, Kanye's toast. No joke. Donda would not just be second, it'd be a far place second from CLB, okay? Another thing I can guarantee is CLB will be a lot more listenable than Donda is, okay? There is nothing on this Donda record that I care to ever play again in my car. There isn't a single song in here that he can play in the club, okay? This is damn near another gospel rap album. Like, bro, he really made a song? Like, I posted on my close stories. I don't want people to hear it right. But like, I'm losing my family. I'm losing my family. Like, bro, you really made a song? Come on, bro. Like, the fuck? By the way, I never say this ever, like never, ever. Everyone says, oh, Kim is bad, blah, blah, whatever. I mean, I've known Kim Kardashian since she was 16 years old. You know, we've been friends. We've been fucking beef, cool, whatever. We're obviously in a good place. Let me tell you something. Kim looked fucking slamming. Seen her, that fucking Balenciaga, she looked incredible. I don't know if she got like a booty reduction or something here and there. Look, Kim looked fucking incredible. Sorry. This album is just not it, right? Going back all over the place. This album ain't it, okay? I remember when Life of Pablo dropped and I listened to it. I was like, eh, okay, you know, obviously Cuddy, you know what I'm saying? Father, stretch my legs, whatever the fuck it is, or stretch my arms or whatever. Anyways, there was a couple of joints on there, you know. I, I could vibe to it. I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I could listen to it. This, like, I don't know, bro, you know? But that night that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy dropped i was sucked in and mesmerized okay the bar has been lowered big time okay the standard for yay right now has dropped like a motherfucker like bro how are you kanye west and you have this many fucking features huh and that j feature was whack bro like really why the, why the fuck you have like 17 features, bro? Who are you, fucking DJ Khaled, dog? Like, how do you drop, how dare you? How do you drop music like this after you personally watched that Locks Dipset Versus? Like, real talk, bro. My boy, who was a big DJ, New York, Vegas, LA, 
he says something that just hits so hard. He's like, this album is mediocre. But not only is it mediocre, it's overdressed. I was like, God damn, bro. That is exactly what it was. This album is overdressed like a motherfucker. Okay? Now, that's my Donna review. I'm just not, you know, whatever. Be like, oh, set the music. Set the fuck you know, the fuck you know about music. Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> Anyways, look. Now, speaking of DJ Khaled, my little nephew, Tyler, the creator, Tyler is got his chest out. Tyler always been a cocky motherfucker here and there, but he laid in the cut when he was coming out. I don't mean coming out the closet. I'm talking about like, you know, because I don't think Tyler's gay. And I've known Tyler for a very long fucking time. He's sus, but he ain't gay. Anyways, I've known Tyler since, you know, working on Fairfax, this and that. When he dropped his first record here and there. You are, you guys know. Don't be stupid. Okay. Tyler, the creator, read the fuck out of DJ Khaled. Okay. In that Hot 97 interview, he demolished Khaled. And he had every single fucking right to. All right. Now, let me say this. Before Snapchat, because Snapchat, okay, great. We the best, blah, blah, whatever. Khaled had some big songs. But before Snapchat, Khaled wasn't who he is now. Okay. And he's letting a little bit out now. He was upset. You see him. I listen to music you listen to in the radio, blah, blah, whatever. But I look, all this fake positivity, right? The key this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, them and blah, blah, whatever, all that. You guys didn't know fucking Khaled from back in the day when the DJ and the Miami radio stations and, you know, Terror Squad, everything else, whatever. All that fake positivity. And you know how I feel about fake positivity. Trying to be like positive just for the simple fact of it. Now, bruh, this was a very much needed put in check moment for DJ Khaled. Funny thing is, we talking honest, we being truthful right now at fucking 5.42 in the morning, I don't have a problem with Khaled, okay? The funny thing is you could have a homie who's always been cool to you, always been good to you, he's always been good to your family, to your friends, you know, whatever, but he's shitty and he's a shitty person to others. Or he might steal from other people. He might do scams. He might do some shit. But he's always been cool to you, right? Like, hey, man. You know, people say, but, um, I don't know about y'all, bro. But he always been cool with me. I never had a problem with him. I never had a problem. Look, bro. That way of thinking has always been fucked up. Okay? Nah, man. That ain't how I live my life. Okay? I want you guys to understand where this is coming from. Okay? Of course, I appreciate you being decent to me. Right? People that I know here and there, whatever. But we have like a a better than cool relationship. People see us together. So now there's affiliation. Okay. If you can't be solid for real outside of me, right? Outside of you being solid to your mom. But more importantly, if you're out there being shady, right? And doing fraud to other people, I can't associate myself with you just because you're cool with me. Like, I don't know, man. There's just a few things I can't rock with, you know, on, when it comes to Khaled. And so, you know, had to say what I had to say. And I've always felt this way, you know what I mean? So I'm glad Tyler said what he had to say. Look, congrats to Khaled, bro, on your success. Dope, bro. You have a fucking, what, like a $9, $10 million crib. You know, you got a baby here and there, whatever. Look, dog. And, and, you know, it seemed like you actually, you know, you're faithful to your wife and everything. That's cool. Bro, you seem like a good dude, right? But salute to Tyler 
because his balls dropped on a different level now. Okay, he's starting to feel himself, and I appreciate you. I'm the fuck it. Okay, Tyler was that underdog. No man, now he's a star. Okay, it's funny, man. Did you guys see that Fat Joe recap of the fucking locks and shit? Fat Joe always been like something. You know what I'm saying? Something, I mean, me and Fat always been cool, but you know, he's just on some jewelry shit. Like me and him, obviously, he was one of my first clients ever too. But like, it's just that's why me and him never. I, I just. I'll keep, you know, arm's distance. Cool dude. And again, man, it is very difficult to be 50 years old or 51 and still be relevant in this game. It is very, very, very difficult. Okay. Now, Tyler reading fucking Khaled over that number one album, that shit was fucking excellent. It was incredible, right? The thing about me is this. I don't give a fuck about coming in first place or coming in fifth place. You know, I'm competitive in a video game here and there, but when it comes to real life, Look, let me eat, let me get my paper, let me crush shit, right? I might take a check for fucking 300, 2,000 here and there. Don't trip. There's checks for two M's. There's motherfucking jobs I'm making here and there. There's crypto that I send eight figures on here and there. I always figure out a way to be different than others. I'm always going to be, you know, doing my thing, right? I've lived a lot of life, guys. Understand that, okay? But one thing that drives me crazy is everyone from my wife to my friends always tell me to relax. Almost on a fucking daily basis. I hear it almost every day. Or at least I hear it like, you know, every other day, a couple times a week. And the thing is, look, this is how I've been since I was a little kid. Okay? Look, you tell me, hey, chill, Ben, chill. No, chill don't pay the bills. Okay? Think about what I just said. Chill don't pay the bills. Do not tell me to relax. I got to do me. I got to be me. Okay. You do you. All right. I be me. You do you. Let's see where we both end up. I've always been hyper. It's what's got me where I am today. Right. My energy is how I've gotten my name on so many things. Time to pivot real quick. Um, now, as for entertainment, movies, and shit like that, right? I finally watched a few things that kept me away from my phone, kept me away from any stress, kept me away from phone calls, just kept me just kicking it. Couldn't kick it with the kids while I'm watching this shit. But look, of course, Raising Canaan, episode four, fucking fire show. It's not missed yet, which is crazy, right? Can't wait for that BMF show. Um, my boy, Billy Corbin, he did the movies. Um, anything in Miami, he's fucking super part of. He's great Twitter. If you're from Miami, he everything Miami, he's just on top of. But he did that movie, Cocaine Cowboys 1 and Part 2. Anyways, he has a brand new Cocaine Cowboys series that is out now and is fucking excellent. Okay? Definitely make sure you watch that. All right? And Netflix has this new documentary about UFOs, which I started watching. I'm almost done with it. And... It just got me wide open. Okay. And I got to ask you guys. Do you guys believe in UFOs? Like really? Like I'm starting to believe now they really exist, right? I never thought about it before too deep. I thought about it when I was a kid here and there. You think about Star Wars and shit, whatever. You know, I always thought it was Cap. But my thing more so, do aliens exist? That's really what I want to know. Like, are there aliens inside the UFOs? Like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is driving the UFOs? I don't give a fuck. Some Russian spies driving a UFO. Fuck that shit, bro. What is inside the UFO? Is there really a fucking alien? Like, is there a dude who's strong and shit? Like, what the fuck? Do they speak fucking nanu nanu? Like, I want to know. 
Like, what's really going on at Area 51? I always thought Area 51 was cap. I really didn't know that was an actual fucking place. So what I need you guys to do, BTB Army, is I need you to sound off in the comments or on our IG page and tell me if you think UFOs, aliens are real. And if you got any suggestions, anything else that's dope to watch or anything that's got to do with UFOs, please send it my motherfucking way. Um, also, please, guys, tell me if this new Suicide Squad is worth watching. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Also, look, Fast 9 is finally available to buy. I'm ready to buy it. I want to support my boy Sung. You know, um, but tell me, guys, is Fast 9 good? Like, I'm, I'm tired of this fucking, like, I mean, man, go back to the cars, dog. What's up with the cars, you know? Anyways, like I said, I am currently in San Diego County chilling by the water. And um, yesterday I took my kids to this place called Newport Dunes. Um, my wife's friend told her about it. And uh, it was fucking fun as fuck. My kids had a blast. All right. There's a water park that you can, you have to swim to. You get these little life vests, you swim, and they got like these fucking crazy ass like rock, like, you know, like it's just a, I can't explain it. I'm going to show some pictures. Okay. And, um, well, actually, no, what the fuck am I talking about? When you see today's post, you'll see some pictures of it. But, you know, there's literally a lagoon in an RV park in the center of, like five to twenty million dollar homes in Newport Beach. It's like in a great part of Newport Beach. It's not that far from Fashion Island Mall, and it's just like kind of tucked away, but it's like super dope. And so we decided to take a three day trip in the RV. And you know, um, I highly suggest if you got kids, you know, or even you know older kids, this is a fucking fun place. They got the fucking uh, the boards where you can stand up. They got the uh, kayaks. They got push pedal boats they got all kinds of shit there's a lot of water sports stuff here it's really cool definitely a fun time but you know jumped in the rv you know driving took an hour and a little change to get to newport beach and then it took about an hour or so to get to san diego you know um every single time i get into my thor delano right or delano i realize how great a purchase this was because no matter what the fuck happens we get locked down we get where the fuck it is this is literally like another crib and, and just fucking amazing and i'm still getting people offering me more money than i paid for it look cuddy okay yes kid cuddy asked to buy one for, he's like yo bro i'll buy yours what's good just show me how to get one i could i wish i can get they ain't none for sale you know what i'm saying but speaking of cuddy we really got some shit up our sleeve and it's it's crazy and it's funny you know what he hit me as soon as, because we talk every single day. He hits me, he's like, yo, I just talked to you. Yeah, bro, I'm about to head to Atlanta. I'm like, right now, bro, I just talked to you. If you didn't even fucking say, I thought, you know, you was going to do some other shit. He's like, no, bro, I'm going to Atlanta right motherfucking now. Like his ass chartered a fucking jet and boom, went out there to go fucking get on Donda, right? And he wasn't planning on being on the album. The first time we talked on that first album, listening to the party, he wasn't even watching the shit, okay? But listen, I will never, ever leak any cutty info early. Okay, his fans are crazy, they're loyal, they're crazy good, right? But they're just very passionate. So it's not my job to leak tea about Kid Cudi or any news about my bro. That's for him or Dennis to do. That ain't me, bro. I just, I don't know, man. Don't sit that good with me with what's going on with one of my homies and how he's dropping info for some of these albums. 
Real quick, listen, man, since there's not much sports that I want to talk about, the Dodgers are messing up. They're not really, I'm sorry. They're doing their thing here and there. They're playing okay. You know what? Who knows? Uh, I think they make it to the World Series. I, I don't know, right? Football's about to start. It's all I give a fuck about. Like I said, I'm praying they don't pull some shit and we can't go. And then let some fans go. I know I'm a charter seat holder, so my priorities up. But anyways, look, I was supposed to be in Ohio two days ago with my homies Catrice and my boy Crawford to celebrate my boy Charles Woodson being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Chuck, I know you listened to a couple episodes. Um, I know you don't, I don't know, I think you listen. I mean, you ain't really got the time, I'm sure. Or maybe you do, my bad. But Chuck, bro, we have had so many fucking amazing times and funny ass nights. Bro, salute them barbecues that Crawford saved, you know what I'm saying, with Chris Howard and shit. And bro, just salute. All those times at Joseph's, man, that time we went to the market and you was in my fucking F-150 Harley Davidson and I was like, oh my God. You're like, whoa, what happened, bro? You thought that someone shot and I forgot my wallet. I don't like anybody paying for my shit. You was like, man, come on, bro. I know you got guap, you make paper and I know you don't live silly and shit, but look, man, salute, homie. This is incredible. I, I, can, I appreciate your friendship over the years. I've loved watching you play for your entire career. You've just been solid as fuck, bro. And I just wanted to publicly say congrats on here on the podcast so it's archived forever. Chuck, man, seriously, Charles Woodson, guys, man, legend, all right? The only motherfucking person to win a Heisman Trophy as a defensive player. I love you, bro. Last pivot before we shake. Yo, cryptocurrency is fucking bullying around. Okay, Bitcoin feeling real bullish. Ethereum is bullish as fuck. And Doge broke 26 cents, okay, again over the weekend, all right? For all you Dogecoin haters, shit is just looking real nice, all right? I'm still holding, right? I camp a lot of money this weekend, guys. Broke six figures just for holding, all right? Understand, Dogecoin is a currency. This shit is around. It ain't going nowhere. If you guys aren't getting fluent, if you guys aren't getting active in cryptocurrency, you're going to be passed up. You guys are going to be fucking blockbuster video and passed the fuck up, all right? Anyways, guys, that is all the time we have today. I will see you guys back on Thursday. I think I got my boy Trax NYC on the show. Um, we got some more big interviews coming, but I am taking as many trips as I can before my kids start school. So one, please be safe. Two, always remember that I love you all. Three, remember to make it a great day. And lastly, always remember what? Just always remember what? I'm not even gonna say it. You guys say it to yourselves, okay? All right, y'all. Yo, we out, man. Lakey Inspired is gonna take us home. Yo, peace, y'all.